Hey Rebels, we have two giveaways this week from our guests on Saturday, Tim and Ann Evans, talking about their book, Naked, Reclaiming Sexual Intimacy in Marriage. The first one is 20 Takeaways from 40 Years of Marriage. This is nuts and bolts stuff you can stick in your toolbox and put to use right now in your marriage. Definitely a good one. And the one everybody is talking about, why you and your spouse need to schedule sex and how to have it more frequently. To get these, head on over to timplusand.com. That's T-I-M-P-L-U-S-A-N-N-E.com. Sign up for their newsletter. We're going to send you both of those giveaways. Why you and your spouse need to schedule sex and how to have it more frequently, and 20 takeaways from 40 years of marriage. Get those. What's up, Rebels? How are you doing this morning? I'm looking around, I heard traffic, it seemed a little loud. I hope you're doing well. Our verse today is 1 Peter 5, 8, 9 from Bible.com. You version, my favorite. I have no idea what that is. Something popped up on my phone. My favorite app for the Bible on my iPhone is you version. And then you can go to Bible.com to get all the features there too. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. I think that is an amazing way to start your day off. That's an amazing way to start your day off. So let's pray. Andrew, so good to see you this morning. So stoked that you're joining us. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for the struggle. The struggle is real for all the rebel parents, rebel spouses out there trying to be better dads, better moms, better spouses. Give us the courage to do what's right, Jesus, in these times. Amen. I hope you're doing all well. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Josh, good to see you this morning. Good to see all of you. Uh, this morning, it's sponsored by Sweet Leaf. Oh, it's so delicious. So delicious. Keto Kid here, cutting the sugar out. And uh, while I was gone in Oregon, thank you, Oregon. I had the greatest time in Grants Pass, the greatest time. And so many of you, so many of you are signed up on the text alerts. Oh, my goodness. I have never had a response like that before. Hundreds of people are signed up. What an amazing thing. So this morning I needed a little coffee in my uh, Arctic, horridly power-coated one. Kristen, good to see you this morning. And it's also sponsored by Kill Cliff because it came while I was gone. So the soda is out. Out. And the Kill Cliff is in. And... My Stevia Sweet Leaf Drops is in because I'm the keto kid right now. No sugar, no grains, no sugar. Laura's going out of town, and it means the kids get to suffer with daddy and what daddy decides to eat. Actually, they don't have to do that. I'm just going to let them, not let them eat whatever they want, but I'm going to have them, let them have a great time while mommy's out of town, and I am going to embrace the suffering. I heard, uh, uh, I was watching um, Fittest on Earth, the CrossFit documentary, uh, while I was working out the other day, and then I watched it on an airplane coming home from Oregon, and Matt Frazier, last year's winner of the CrossFit Games, and potentially, probably this year's winner of the CrossFit Games, um, looking to do, looking to pull a frown in there, he said, I'm not addicted to suffering, I'm addicted to the product of suffering, and, uh, I have to think about that one a lot because I do like the suffering part. I have to be honest. I like suffering. I like the pain. It's cathartic. Uh, and I really do. I'm addicted to the product of suffering. I'm addicted to uh, how I feel because of the suffering. Um, and let's talk about that. Let's jump into that. So 
yesterday, all day, I was waiting for some news. And um, the news was going to set me, uh, I'm either going to go down one path or another. And uh, all day long, I was praying for an answer. I wasn't praying for one path or the other. That's not really my, that's not my temperament or my personality. I don't know. It's just my bent. Um, I don't, I don't often uh, pray, Lord, I want this specific thing. Um, I think, I mean, if, um, if my kids are involved, of course, I'm pretty specific on that. But a decision was going to be made. We're going to go one way or the other. And I waited all day for this decision, all day. And, uh, and it didn't come. And I thought, oh, this is so typical. Uh, it didn't come. And finally, through a series of events, I finally received information. And um, I didn't like the answer. Uh, good morning, Betsy. I didn't like the answer. I can't say it's a, it's a, I got a bad answer because after all is said and done, I got the right answer. And the truth is all I wanted was an answer. So I, I mean, I'm, the way the answer was given to me pressed a bunch of my buttons. Actually, I just pressed one of them. It's my biggest one. Um, so that was a hard thing. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be cool about this whole situation, but Laura and I were talking yesterday and I was waiting for the answer and I was waiting for the answer and I was waiting for the answer and I was so frustrated. And and I just looked at her and she said, how can I help? That's our big thing, how can I help? And most of the time I don't have an answer and I said, here's how you can help. I had an amazing day yesterday. I, I went up, I drove up to North Denver and met with my manager and just, I met her kids, they're so cute, I think they're so cute. I had the greatest time with her and we were planning for the future and I've got a new business partner that's coming up here from Arizona and we're doing this whole site design. The website is going to be just amazing. There's so many things happening. It was a phenomenal day. Uh, I've got a story to tell you. Um, I told you about how I spoke in Oregon. I preached in Oregon because the newsboys interrupted me 20 years ago. That was on yesterday's video and podcast. Um, it's funny, I've got, uh, I, can, I can show things and you can read it now, it's not backwards, but now when I'm pointing at the camera, I have to do differently because it's turned around, it's weird in my head. Anyway, um, I've got another small world, small world story and I, I told Laura, I said, here's how you can help. Um, exactly, right? Yeah, I, I learned how to do that. I had to ask a young person. Uh, I said, remind me Whichever way this decision comes down, if it's the one I want, if it's not the one I want, remind me that nothing changes. Nothing changes. My day was still an amazing day. My manager is still top of the world, just a gem of a human being. What a, what a blessed person I am to have her in my life. Uh, getting to see an old friend again who's doing so amazing and getting to help out another friend and... Uh, and the, a couple other meetings that we had and some other great news that took place that I, I can't even share yet that I'm so stoked about. I just said, remind me that none of this changes. And the news came uh, and I was shocked. It, it, not only was it not the news I was hoping for, uh, it came down in a different way. And so all of it to me was difficult. All of it was hard. Um, and Laura just said, you know nothing changes. And I was like, that's right. Nothing changes. 
nothing changes. And nothing did change. Nothing changed. Um, uh, except, I gotta, I gotta be honest, I tell you what did change. Here's what changed. It made me a whole lot more motivated. So, the haters, oh my goodness. Wow. Mistakes have been made because a fire got lit. You know, I've been getting up around 6.30, 6.45 every day working out. If you follow me on Instagram stories, and if you're not, what the stink? Why aren't you following me on Instagram stories? It's at Rebel Parenting. Uh, today, um, 5.20 on Instagram stories. By the time I took the photo of the clock when I was working out, it was 5.33 on regular Instagram. Uh, I got up, uh, kicked my own tail this morning because because my adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to devour somebody, and it's not going to be me today. I'm going to hustle today. I'm going to rise above the day. So here's the crazy thing. You all know that I am an ambassador for Save the Storks. Uh, Joe Baker is the president of Save the Storks. Um, Paul Isaac, CEO, you see them watching the live videos, and I point them out pretty regularly. Uh, love those guys. Speech writing, uh, donor development. We go on amazing trips together. Like these dudes just rule. The girls that work there are just, I love them so much. Um, and uh, Joe, I called Joe because I had a bunch of his gear, which I still have. I got to bring it up to him today. I'm coming up today, Joe. Um, I got a bunch of harnesses and stuff. He just put a new zip line in his backyard for his kids because he rules and he's a rebel dad. And he said, hey, I'm meeting with a guy. Uh, maybe you want to meet him. And it's potentially a donor or somebody like that. And I said, absolutely. What's his name? And I looked him up and I was like, oh, he went to Biola. And I wasn't really paying attention. I was just looking at this guy and, man, goodness, he's got a daughter named Lucy. I've got a daughter named Lucy. And uh, there's so many other these similarities, not just that we went to college and where we live and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, of course I'll come up. You know, I, I need to come up anyway. And I was heading up to Denver. So I cruise up there and uh, I was talking to um, Matthew. You don't know these people, but I was talking to one of the assistants, Madison, who's just a peach and helps me every time I come to the office. Uh, they're just the greatest over there. And I saw Joe and he called me in and I walked in smallest of small worlds, James is somebody that not only did I go to college with at the same time, 20 years ago, I was on a double date with him and it was his very first date with his wife 20 years ago. And he was like, Ryan Dobson. And I was like, what? Like he went by Jimmy back in the day and he goes by James now. I totally understand are you even kidding me? And there's just so many similarities. And it was like, I can't believe after all this time, like, and I think back to who I was, I, you know, and, and here's the thing I was talking to Laura about this morning. Uh, hello, Riker. My goodness. You are just, I think you're the greatest. Um, this is the thing. The people that were making decisions are not malicious people. They're just very consistent. And I think it's important to take into consideration consistency. Uh, and at the same time, I'm trying not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's one of the lessons I'm trying to learn right now is, is to not be surprised by people's consistency. People's consistency to behave the same way and yet also hope for change and no change is possible. Because that's what I was saying with Laura. 
while I am a similar person in certain aspects to who I was three years ago, I went through a transformation to where I'm a different person today. I relate to people differently. I think differently. Uh, my faith is in a different place. Um, I'm a different person because of these transformations. And I know people have the ability to change. And also, I have to stop be I have to stop being surprised by the consistency of people. How you doing, Anne? Great to see you this morning. I think that's how I want to say it. I don't know. Um, I, 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 and again, I don't want to sound cynical because I'm not. I'm not cynical. I had an amazing day yesterday and I got some news I didn't like. Uh, and that's how the Lord and I talk. Uh, you know, I've, I've been through a bunch of situations where I'm praying for something specifically and the Lord says, Ryan, do you trust me? And I go, yeah, but what if you make the wrong decision? And he says, do I ever? And I'm like, well, there's always a first time. And here's what I figured out. He doesn't ever make the wrong choice. He just makes choices I don't like. And I have to be okay with that. Right? All right. So when people ask me what kind of music I like, oh my goodness, where? Oh, I can't look it up. Maybe I can. Maybe I can look it up real quick on photos. Ooh, I can. I was on the airplane and I'm going to look it up because it was in my photo stream. Uh, it's before I was in Oregon. I was on the airplane. Here it is. I was watching a documentary called Soundbreaking, Stories from the Cutting Edge of Recorded Music. Oh my goodness, it is, it, oh, I, I wish I had good words for it. I wish I had, I wish, I wish I could use the, the prose of someone like a Leaf Anger right now in describing how great Soundbreaking that documentary is. It was just fascinating. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about before that. Uh, oh, I was talking about music because when people ask me what kind of music I like, uh, you know, I like uh, producers. So I'm a huge Rick Rubin fan, and I'm a I'm, there's certain producers. I'm totally drawing a blank, and I've got to go back and look at it. But and I look it up online, but it just seems silly. But the one that does Wall of Sound uh, back in the day, um, there's so many of his recordings that I'm trying to get on vinyl right now uh, because just. It's a, it's a, specific, there's a sound that I like so much. And when people say, what kind of music do you like? I listen to a lot of, you know, things like that. You know, I'm a big Black Keys fan and um, I, I do, I like uh, Edward Sharp Magnetic Zeros. I like folk music. I like Joni Mitchell. I like Cat Stevens. Um, oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I, I, it was an honor being there in Oregon. I just couldn't believe what a turnout. What an amazing, amazing group. Just had a ball. Um, so I was listening. But if you ask me what kind of music I like, I'll, I'll choose lots of things. Rarely, though, do I choose country. I rarely say country music because the country I like, I like um, Johnny Cash. I like June Carter Cash. I like um, uh, uh, Amy Lou Harris. I like Waylon Jennings. I like Willie Nelson. Uh, things like that. Um, Anything modern or new, ugh, goodness gracious, I, I'm, I can't even go near most of that stuff. And recently, somebody turned me on to Jason Isabel. Woo-wee, I think it's Jason Isabel and the 400. He's got an album out that just came out called Nashville Sound. It's amazing. Oh my goodness. Uh, and this is the funny thing, because I would say I like real country, um, but what do I have any basis to say I like real country? I like what I like. Uh, and um, yes, I've heard of Sturgill Simpson. I, I have not heard 
Sturgill Simpson, but the interview that I heard Jason Isabella, and they were talking about Sturgill Simpson. Wow. My goodness, man. We are right there. Dude, you just made me so envious the other day. Josh right here. Excuse me. Josh right here. Uh, Josh and I are skateboarders. Josh and I have skated in the past. Um, he ran a company called Hero. I've gotten a ton of their t-shirts, and I've got some of their boards. Um, no, no, no. I love it. Cause, see, that's the thing, too, because Andrew was playing country music for me, and it was making me think... I'm really missing out because I know there's a lot of good country music out there, and because I'm so biased against it, I'm missing out on a great aspect of life. Because I love country music, and I love the country sound. I like old country, though. And Andrew, you were playing something. I, don't, I forget what it was, but woof, I was into it. And then, um, man, that Jason Isabel. That Jason Isabel. I was blown away. I was blown away. Okay, and I've only got – all right, I'm halfway in. Um I'm, I'm glad I'm podcasting this because I've been thinking about this, and I'm going to throw it out to you, and, I, and you can discuss it, okay? You can discuss it in, um, in the comments below, or you can uh, – I'm so glad you guys are giving me new music because I am just all up in it right now. Um, you post it in the tweets it, or in the comments below, or you can hit me up on Instagram. But everybody says it takes two to tango. Like, I've been divorced, right? I've been through a divorce. I don't know if all you know that or not, but whatever. I just don't even care anymore. Um, I went through, I was married before, and it didn't work out, and uh, and I went through a divorce, and it was super gnarly. Like, when I talk about divorce, it's firsthand. I understand what it's like. Uh, regardless of fault, I understand what it's like. And everybody always says it takes two to tango, it takes two to tango. And here's what I'll say. With the current state of affairs, it only takes one to, to get a divorce. That's true. Um, but to fix a marriage, I don't believe it takes both parties working on the marriage anymore. And this is going to be tough because I am a I am I, I lean towards obsessiveness. I lean towards being a workaholic. Um, so understand when I say the struggle is real, like I'm, you know, it, it's this guy. It's, you know, one finger, fingers pointing this way and, and six pointing back at me, you know, with the thumbs too. Like I'm, I get this. And just let me tell you the stories, all right? Let me just tell you the stories. Because I'm reading, uh, I'm reading Ephesians and I'm thinking about Jesus, Wow. All right, I'm going to get through this. So it, it was a revolutionary thing. You know, when, when, when people thought they were looking for the Messiah to come and, and overthrow the world and to lead the people into victory, Christ came to do that. It was just in a radically different way. It's always different than what we think. You know, we're so selfish and so entitled. We want, you know, Christ, you know, not Christ on a colt, not Christ on a donkey, but we want Christ on a, on a stallion in a chariot with a flaming sword, you know, slaying fools left and right. That's what we want. We want Peter cutting ears off, you know, but chopping heads. That's what we wanted. And Christ said, no, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. When, when I talk about husbands laying your life down, I mean, laying your lives down for your wives, when the disciples asked Christ about marriage, and he described it to them. He said, the two shall become one, and laying your life down for your, for your wife. They didn't say, oh, well, then is it better 
to not be married, Lord? They said, whoa, if that's how it is to be married, then it's better not to be married because they viewed women as property. That was the radical part. Laying your life down for your wives like Christ did for the church, allowing yourself to be, if, if necessary, hopefully not, Let's, I mean, you've got to look at Christ, right? You've got to understand this. You've got to look at Christ. You've got to understand what he was saying when he said that. Look at the life of Christ. He was, he was uh, I mean, he, he died at 33. He laid his life down for the church. He was, he was alone most of the time. He was misunderstood. He was uh, wrong, wrongfully accused and tortured and killed and all of those things. His reputation still gets drugged through the mud. I mean, all of those things happened. So, if husbands, you're treating your wives like that, I got to tell you, it takes one. And I'm watching it happen right now. I'm watching it happen. And, you know, Laura and I coach couples. We don't, we don't counsel. I'm not a PhD. Laura's not a PhD. We're not counselors. You know, we're in certificate programs just to get us better at things. But we... we pair people up with actual counseling and counselors. And I'm watching this play out in my life where it's only taking one spouse and I'm seeing it happen in four separate families right now. Four families came to Laura and I separately over the last year and a half, over the last 18 months as we started this journey of uh, rebel parenting and teaching about marriage and parenting online and feeling completely inadequate and talking about things that I think are true based on the interpretation I take in the Bible and really, I, I mean, honestly, self-doubt. I mean, who am I? to interpret the Bible. And there have been situations where a spouse is throwing stuff against the wall and slamming doors so hard the glass and the doors break and punching holes in walls and 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 demanding separation and demanding divorce and it's not happening anymore. And here's the interesting thing. The, Im the this is the crazy part. Those outbursts were, be, were, were in retaliation or in reaction to very improper behavior by the other spouse. So it wasn't necessarily unjustified. It just wasn't getting the results that person wanted. Does that make sense? The yelling, the screaming, the slamming, the punching holes, the throwing, the, the threatening, all that stuff wasn't getting results. No results. Do you hear what I'm saying? No results. What it was doing is fueling the fire for further bad behavior. Does it excuse the bad behavior? No, it does not. Does it say the bad behavior is okay? Absolutely not. But it wasn't helping. And this spouse turned to the Lord and said, what can I do to better myself in Jesus Christ? How can I either lay my life down like Christ did for the church or submit as if unto the Lord as an act of worship to my spouse. How can I accomplish that? That's that person's prayer. And the volatility is gone. The kids are, are, not, are not having the outbursts that have been taking place in the past. 
and, and, and let me tell you, some of the bad behavior is still taking place by one of the spouse. So again, I'm not claiming it, it's a A plus B equals C. Lay your life down, spouse, spouse changes all the behavior that you hate, and you live happily ever after. I, don't ever hear me say that, all right? I won't say that about your spouse. I'm not going to say it about your pocketbook, right? I'm not going to say, you know, give Ryan Dobson's ministry $20 and the Lord will give you $200. I'm never going to say that stuff. It's not who I am. I am going to say... Following the Lord is rough. The struggle is real. It's the path of more resistance. And I'm telling you, it doesn't take two to tango anymore. I don't believe it. What's happened, Johnny Ray? I don't believe it anymore. I don't believe that. What's up, Jeff Barron? So, that's one. Um, two. So we're bringing this training fusion into town. By the way, if you want to come, I'd love it if you came. Kristen, I think you're listening. Uh, you can put the link in there. It is fusion.com. I'm sorry. It is gapcommunity.com slash fusion to sign up for our Colorado Springs one. Uh, we had another sign up coming last night. So seriously, slots are, are filling up like, like, like that. Let me just give a, a brief, brief pitch for it. Um, and uh, uh, what is her name? Um, Okay, um, here's what it's not. It's not when you sit in a crowd of hundreds of people and you get a lecture all day and you take notes going, maybe that'll work. That's not going to work. Maybe. That kind of thing. And then a week from now, you're like, wait, what do they say about this? This is uh, 15 couples plus or minus two. Uh, so it's about 15, 17 couples most. Two trainers a whole team of people that are supporting the trainers in research data, all the things that, that go into a training of this magnitude and level. Um, and there's assignments that go on all throughout the day that you try things out throughout the day with your spouse, with small groups. It's not a time for you to air your dirty laundry out. You're not going to be airing your dirty laundry out in front of Ryan Dobson, in front of Laura, in front of the Rebels, like none of that. This is just trying things out on your own with your spouse. Great homework at night. Uh, you get one night away at a hotel if you want. If you want to fly into town, you get the whole time away, which is amazing too. That's what Laura and I did. Um, let me give you this. Uh, Kervin and Megan are our friends and they're co-sponsoring this with us. They chose to go to a fusion in DC when it was cold instead of going on a family vacation to Hawaii. And before they went with us, I told Curve, my Curve and my friend, I go, hey dude, I gotta be honest. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a diehard lifetime ride or die believer in Gap community, this right here, and I don't know, bro. Maybe you want to go to Hawaii. Like, for real. Like, maybe you want to go to Hawaii. And they said it's the best thing they've ever done for their marriage. And they're glad they didn't go to Hawaii. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm just saying that. So, um, anyway, when I went to uh, one of my trainings with Gap Community, there was a young lady there that was helping me out. I've kind of trashed my right shoulder uh, I've done some stuff rock climbing and I've thrown it out a few times. So I've got a bunch of scar tissue way down under the plate. You know, there's like, it's just hard to get to. And I've had, uh, I've had electro stim and I've had muscle stim and I've had infrared and I've had, uh, deep tissue, all that kind of stuff. And I still trash it pretty regularly. And 
I injured it that weekend and I was really having a hard time with it. And um, she's a, a massage therapist and does cupping and did cupping on my shoulder and it, it, it I've never felt, I've never felt that good. I've never had it feel that good. Uh, and I'm looking for a person here in Colorado Springs to do that. So uh, if anybody's out there wants to uh, do some cupping on Ryan Dobson's shoulder, please let me know. I am uh, looking for a qualified person. Uh, anyway, she was doing that to me and a couple of the people uh, and, and helping us out and told the story of her marriage. And it was so amazing. Shasta, how are you? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I love cold laser therapy. Um, Shasta, by the way, all y'all... Um, uh, her husband is an amazing bow hunter, and I want to say it's backcountrybowhunting.com or .org. Amazing stories, amazing advice, amazing man of God. Whoa, my goodness. Just I love following their family online and watching all their photos because it's just such an inspiration. Sorry, kind of fanning out there. Um, she told me the story of her marriage, and it was very volatile early on. They had big screaming, yelling fights. It wasn't abusive, but it it felt to me like it got up to that point and didn't cross that line. And she started going to the Gap community uh, events uh, and trainings. And I said, what's your marriage like today? And she's like, it's amazing. And I'm like, seriously? And she's like, oh, yeah, totally. And I'm like, oh, so your husband goes too? And she's like, no, he's never been. And I was like, what? She's like, no. I'm like, does he want to? And she's like, nope, no, no interest. And I was like, that's weird. And I was getting really, really judgmental up in my brain because I'm a human being and I got really judgmental. And her husband showed up on my last day and I was uber judgmental. I looked how he looked and I was like, oh, all the things that I was thinking about you are probably true. And then I saw how their marriage was. And it's stuff you don't fake. I'm a study, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I study human behavior. I was watching Conor McGregor when I worked out this morning. He was talking about human movement. He studies movement, how people move, which allows him to be a better fighter. I study, I study cues and tells and facial expressions and eye rolls and body language and, and all of those types of things. And I got to tell you, every single thing about their body language together said marriage you want to have. It said marriage you're envious of. It, it does. I mean, it was the it was the holding hands when you normally don't hold hands. It was the whisper in the ear and giggle and laugh. It was just it was it was intimacy that you can't fake. It's intimacy you can't fake. And guess what? It took one. It took one. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It ain't easy. Who's got two thumbs and is terrible at this? This guy. It's just the right thing to do. Do you get that? Like, do you understand? I'm not, I'm not heaping shame. I'm not throwing shade. I'm not heaping guilt. I'm not doing that at all. I'm just saying it's the right thing to do. So if you're pointed in that direction, I'm going to be with you on that. That's where I'm saying. All I'm doing is trying to point myself in the direction where I'm trying to lay my life down for Laura and my kids. I'm trying not to anger them. I'm trying not to provoke them to anger I'm trying to lay my life down for Laura and the kids like Christ did for the church. I'm not good at it. I skipped out on the dishes this morning and I knew I did it. Ah, I'm such a, see, hypocrite right there. But I'm, I'm trying. I'm pointing in the right direction. That's right, Marshall Partlow. That's right, my friend. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so uh, 
What time is it? It's a perfect time. What a great thing. I really love talking to you guys. I like working some of this stuff out, and uh, I'm going to keep working it out here uh, online and with you guys. I'm going to keep posting on the podcast. My goodness, uh, you guys must be listening and telling people. You must be sharing it with your friends, and if you're not, you got to jump on that bandwagon. you got to start sharing the videos and sharing the podcast because I keep watching it climb up on iTunes. You know, in the first you know, six, eight months of the broadcast, it would dip into the top 200, then it would fall out for a, for a week or, or a month. And then it would go up high, and then it would fall way back down. And, and we, are, we have not left the top 200 for a while now, and that means consistent listeners. It means consistent listeners. So uh, pray for the future of Rebel Parenting. We are not going anywhere. All we are doing is going to create more content. Uh, the struggle is going to be a little harder. That's okay. It's just the decision that I've got in my life right now, and I'm going to be okay with it. So, God bless. I love you. Um, today's Tuesday. Laura goes out of town tomorrow, so I'm not going to be doing Rebel Live tomorrow. And then for, from now for 10 more days, uh, Rebel Live will be a little bit later because I've got to drop the kids off at, um, at our sitter's house before I come to work in the morning. So I'll send the text out. If you're not on the text, text the word rebel to 444-999. Again, text the word rebel to 444-999. You put 444-999 where you put the phone number and then text the word rebel to me. Uh, Roberta Etheridge, you just shared our video. Thank you. Um, text me. Uh, text that to me. It'll sign you up for the text alerts. And then the entire time that Laura's gone, you won't miss out. All you guys out of Medford and Grants Pass and Southern Oregon, oh my goodness, again, thank you. I had the greatest time. I love you guys. God bless. Hey, Rebels, we have two giveaways this week from our guests on Saturday, Tim and Ann Evans, talking about their book, Naked, Reclaiming Sexual Intimacy in Marriage. The first one is 20 takeaways from 40 years of marriage. This is nuts and bolts stuff you can stick in your toolbox and put to use right now in your marriage. Definitely a good one. And the one everybody is talking about, why you and your spouse need to schedule sex and how to have it more frequently. To get these, head on over to timplusand.com. That's T-I-M-P-L-U-S-A-N-N-E.com. Sign up for their newsletter. We're going to send you both of those giveaways why you and your spouse need to schedule sex and how to have it more frequently, and 20 takeaways from 40 years of marriage. Get those.